for being here, my friend. I'm Vonna Davis, and from my heart, I welcome you to the Midlife Confidence Podcast, the show that will help you skip the midlife crisis and fulfill your midlife quest. I found the key to growing in our middle years lies in managing our own mind. I want to teach you to reimagine your identity and purpose and live a life full of possibility. Join me on a journey to discover your midlife confidence. Last week, I sat down to write an outline for this podcast. I knew I wanted to talk about processing emotions for a couple of reasons. I kept getting this impression that I should, and also a client recommended that I do some podcasts on the basic principles I teach as I work with coaching clients so they could use them as a resource. I thought it was a great idea. Why didn't I think of that? So back to when I was starting to write an outline for this. I sat down and I started getting frustrated because I wasn't getting very far. I felt a little subdued and unfocused. I kept trying to push through it for a bit, but then I realized I was spinning in some emotions left over from a family get-together, a virtual family get-together, and I really needed to go ahead and just allow the feelings instead of ignoring them and resisting them. So I put my work aside And I sat down on my office rug with a notebook and I wrote down all the thoughts I was having about this person who I love so much who didn't show up for the party. And I went through and I wrote out all the parts of the model. What was the circumstance? What thoughts was I having? How was I feeling? What actions would those feelings lead to? And what would the outcome be if I followed that path? I realized that the biggest emotion I was feeling was sadness, and then I gave myself some space and time to process that sadness. I even had some tears over it, which surprised me. I very rarely cry anymore. It took a little while, maybe half an hour, and then I felt clearer and lighter. I could get back to work. And it wasn't that the sadness totally went away, but I understood it and I accepted it, and it quieted down considerably once I gave it some attention and TLC. I tell you this so you know that what I want to share with you today is real and it works and I practice it myself. Unmanaged emotions are a huge drain on our energy, on our productivity, on our relationships and on our peace. So let's talk about when an emotional storm is brewing, how to let it pass through and clear out. You've heard me say this before, and you'll hear it over and over again, probably. Emotions are the driver of all human behavior. We do everything or choose not to do anything in order to feel something or to avoid feeling something. And this is why I became a life coach, because I do believe emotions are of infinite importance. And yet, we don't get much training on how to understand and create and manage our emotions, In fact, we often aren't even aware of where they come from and how they influence all our decisions. We experience a wide range of emotions. Some of them we like a lot and some of them we dislike so much that we're actually afraid to feel them, which is very meta, I guess. We do feel emotions about emotions that we might feel. For example, we could get anxious about feeling anxiety and then just double up on the anxiety. So on with how to deal with emotions that we don't like so much. Processing emotions is a buzzword. I hear it all the time. What does it mean to you? 
To process something is to go through a systematic series of actions in order to achieve a purpose. So even something simple like making banana bread is a process of steps in a recipe that we follow to get a loaf of banana bread fresh out of the oven. So I've always wondered about the phrase processing emotions. Before I got involved with coaching myself and I went through a lot of training and study, no one ever laid out for me what the steps to processing emotions are and what is the end result we want to get to? What's the final product we're trying to create? And what's the best recipe to get it? So let's start with the end in mind. As I see it, the end result we want is to allow difficult emotions to pass through us. Like you might imagine a big thunderstorm with pouring rain come through your neighborhood and it roars and flashes and pours out all its thundery power. And then it diminishes and gets quieter and calms down and then it's gone. It moves on. And you can imagine how quiet and at peace it seems after the storm. How fresh and new when the rain has washed all the grit and grime away. That's how I imagine the best possible outcome of emotional processing to be like. Feeling cleaner, clearer, lighter, fresher. I call it the clear sky feeling. You might be saying, why would you intentionally invite a storm in and go through that? Maybe an emotional thunderstorm sounds pretty scary. What if it whips up into a hurricane? Can I survive it? So the answer to that is, what happens when we don't process emotions? Well, the opposite of processing emotions is resisting emotions, and some difficult things happen. And resisting is not truly acknowledging emotions. And the purpose of life coaching or all these other modes of emotional healing and mindset work is not to immediately rush by and get out of the hard feelings. The purpose is to feel, to be able to feel. Because resisting emotions creates more problems. And the first one is self-judgment. We can get into thinking, I shouldn't be feeling this and feeling guilty for feeling these feelings. And that's just denying our humanity and our human experience that we came for. We layer on criticism and thoughts that we're doing life wrong. And if I was just a stronger, better person, I wouldn't have these hard feelings. But it's good to keep in mind that it's supposed to be this way. It's not supposed to be daisies and rainbows all the time. That's for the next life. Nothing has gone wrong when we have challenging feelings. God created us to feel the whole range of emotions, and he was very intentional about that. The second problem that can happen is escaping our emotions. So what we often do instead of accepting them is to abandon the experience and go for something that distracts us from it. This is what fuels so many of our mental addictions and compulsions. When we resist emotions, we look for something that will get us away from them. And there's so many things, shopping, social media, food, a whole variety of mood-altering substances to choose from, pornography, Netflix binging. And it's all trying to self-medicate with things that in the end will have negative consequences of their own. The third thing that can happen is we have this uncontrolled reactionary response or an unpredictable emotional outburst. And it's like imagining a beach ball. If you keep trying to push it under the water, it will just keep 
trying to pop back up. Negative emotions are like little kids. They want attention, and if you ignore them or try to shush them up, they just get louder and more demanding and disruptive and throw wilder tantrums until you acknowledge them. And the fourth thing that can happen when we resist emotions is we get into blaming. Because we're so uncomfortable with negative emotions, we often look around for someone or something else to blame. Our neighbor or daughter or boss said something, or your water heater broke on a cold January day, or the economy is tinking. This is so subtle, and it takes some time to really understand that none of these people or circumstances can make us feel anything. It comes from our thoughts about it all. Blaming others, however, is giving them or that thing the power just handing it over and feeling helpless. And here's another buzzword we hear a lot, right, is about being in victim mode or victimhood. They say every victim needs a villain. So when we're in that blaming mode, we look out there for a villain to justify our victimhood. So resisting emotions creates problems too, even when we think we're being strong by pushing them down. And if we worry about getting overwhelmed by our feelings by allowing them in, well, the opposite usually happens. The emotions might rise at first when we process them, but then they decrease and diminish in intensity. It's so interesting to me that managing our mind and emotions is not about just eliminating or switching it up right away, but actually coming to peace with the reality of all emotions. We can even come to see that a whole range of emotions is an essential and meaningful part of life. So don't try and skip over this and just put a positive spin on everything. We call that toxic positivity. Remember, the purpose of existence of life is to feel emotions, all of them, and we don't need to be so afraid of them. So let's talk about how to feel negative emotions. The recipe to get to that place of clarity and peace. We can call it processing emotions, allowing emotions, accepting emotions. This process focuses on the physical sensation of emotions because that is the strongest, most insistent aspect of feelings. So it's the best first approach to processing our emotions. And a lot of the work I do as a coach is going beyond this into finding out what is creating the emotions in the first place, which takes place in our mind. But these steps for processing emotions when they come to us is so important. So here are the steps. And number one is to notice it. If we're not aware of our feelings, and many of us aren't because we have not been taught to do so, then there's no way we can work on it or change it. So being a little more self-aware, kind of stepping outside of yourself and being an observer, so you're noticing what is going on and what you're feeling is the first step. And the second step is to name it. So coming up with a name for that emotion is really important or you don't know what you're dealing with, whether that is frustration, disappointment, fury, or sadness like I was feeling the other day. The third step is to make a decision that you're going to take time to process it. You're going to go to a quiet spot and allow yourself some time and then you're going to relax as much as possible or at least get settled in and take some deep breaths and then you're going to sense it and you're going to pay attention to what it feels like in your body. 
our emotions are actually created when our brain sends out chemicals to certain parts of our body that align with certain emotions. So when I was feeling sad the other day, my lungs felt heavy and gray and my throat felt tight. So you're going to pay attention to where in your body is it your stomach that feels like queasy and uptight or does your back feel tense or do you have like a throbbing headache? Do you have very shallow breathing? Do you have a hot feeling in your face? Just really dial into the physical response that your body is creating because of this emotion. And then you're just going to let it be there and let it flow through you without any judgment for yourself. There's no like, I shouldn't be feeling this. I want to get out of this. Just compassion and curiosity for how this really feels. I like to say to myself, oh, right, this is the time when I feel disappointed. Or this is the part of work when I feel frustrated. And just really acknowledging that these emotions are natural. Of course I would feel this way. And then just staying with it and not being in a hurry to change it. At first, those physical sensations might get stronger as you pay attention to them, kind of like more rain pouring and thunder rolling. And if your mind wants to spin off into thoughts about it, then you can just gently bring it back and pay attention to that feeling in your body. That's what you're focusing on right now. Just say, hey, let's come back here for a while. We'll look at those thoughts a little later. As you give it time, you're going to find that usually the negative feeling is going to diminish when we allow it. Remember, these are created by chemicals from our brain, and our body knows how to process chemicals and get rid of them. So the feeling is going to dissipate. Have you ever seen a thunderstorm that didn't end? They always do. So then the fourth step, as you feel those physical sensations of the emotion diminish and calm down, then finally come back to yourself and just let it go really gently, like a thunderstorm subsiding and the sky clearing. So that's the recipe for processing our emotions. And how long it takes will be different, of course. There's no way to predict for a certain person or situation or emotion how long that might take. So how do you know when to stop? Well, you totally get to decide. Try to get to a point where you feel a sense of clearing and lightening up and like you really paid attention to yourself. You can always do this again. The same emotions might come back every once in a while or even a different emotion from the same circumstance. For example, if your car was stolen, you might be afraid at first and later on be angry. That's fine. You can go through it again for each emotion. So we've talked about getting more clear on what processing emotions even means and how to do it as well as what happens when we resist our feelings. I hope this recipe for processing your emotions becomes one of your favorites and you get to enjoy the result of a cleaner, clearer, more peaceful emotional state. There are other things that help too, like journaling, talking with a friend, working with a coach or a therapist, of course. 
As this year comes to a close, it could be a really good time to look through your past year and any emotional weight that's still hanging around. Whether that's a very specific personal circumstance or big global issues like this pandemic, Well, 2021 is coming up quick, we could start it off in a more grounded and balanced emotional state by giving ourselves some time to process our emotions now. You'll be so much better prepared to get going on your goals for next year. Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. Do you know that you can live in a more joyful emotional state and more powerful creation of your desires than ever before? As a time and motivation coach, I help people become more peaceful and productive with their time so they can get on with their personal mission. So stop fighting with time and make it your ally. Let's plan a call to talk about what you want in your life and how coaching can help you get it. You can email me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com or on my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com or message me on social media. And all that is in the show notes. Take care until next time.